Hey everyone and welcome to episode 23 of the Convergence podcast. I'm your host Siddharth Valuri and we're back after 2 weeks. I chose not to upload an episode last week as I didn't want there to be any conflicts with the release of my short film Existence. And before getting into the episode, I want to thank each and every one of you for the tremendous support shown towards the short film. I'm really really thankful for the way it has been re- received. as well as really grateful for my friends who have contributed and collaborated with me on the project as well and i'm really happy that their work is being appreciated as well and it's just been a really really surreal experience i'll be doing a lot more in depth breakdowns for the short film in the weeks and months to come but back to the episode this time around we have the multidisciplinary artist swayatra She focuses primarily on creating artwork inspired by sacred geometry and psychedelic patterns and she translates those artworks into large scale installations which get used in music festivals as well as in smaller products. So it was something quite different from the previous kind of artists that I have interviewed before. So I really wanted to bring her on and get her perspective on how she approaches her creative work. So I hope you all really enjoy the episode, get a lot of value from it and let's go. I guess let's start from the beginning. I mean, like we were talking about earlier, if for somebody who hasn't seen your work before, how would you yeah. describe your work to them? Yeah, uh I would describe my work as uh a tool to understand and train your brain uh, towards looking at the patterns and the details so yeah i would describe my work as a tool for someone to train their brain uh, to look into the details and the patterns which can help you in in your day to day life as well so yeah it's it's a tool that you can use uh, all the day All, all, all the time. That's interesting. How do you like? What do you mean by a tool that can be used on a day-to-day basis? So uh, for me, uh, how it works is uh, for me, our whole life is 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 a mandala. It's, it's a big mandala, which is uh, which is made out of patterns and and details. Mm-hmm. And we like we are always our brain is always thinking about these mysteries. Like why is this happening? what is happening and stuff like this right for me how i look uh, into my life is uh, i look into the patterns of each and every uh, situation that that is happening and i look into the details of those patterns and then in, and i try to connect and link them all because as we say everything is connected mm-hmm. and the answers to all of your questions lies in 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 those patterns and the details when you connect everything and see the bigger picture mm-hmm. so that's why for me it, it, it's like a tool to train my brain to to find those answers and mysteries and solve those mysteries going on uh, in my brain and the same thing i want to i, I want people also to to see and hopefully it can help them also uh, that's why I, i i truly believe in the in these patterns and and the sacred geometry because sacred geometry again is is the basic tool of uh, of this universe mm-hmm. so i work with the with this with these tools so I, i really like that 
philosophical approach towards your art that you have it's it definitely brings in a different kind of perspective compared to the regular commercial art that we generally see out there and do you spend like a lot of time maybe reading about these things as well to let's say go deeper into the subjects of philosophy go deeper into the sacred patterns and sacred geometries that essentially are part of the universe itself no not really mm-hmm. i uh, i don't really read much because for me uh, the biggest book of my life uh, of of my life is my life itself okay so because i'm learning each and everything from the situations that i'm facing and how i deal with them and and the whole process uh, that happens uh, while solving a situation so i don't really read books but uh, try to go deeper in in the in, in each and every part of my life and take the learning out of it and apply them as 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 uh, as a bigger uh, solution to all the situations mm-hmm. if that makes sense <laughs> yeah i guess that kind of ties into your artist name as well that is swayatra maybe you could elaborate can maybe you could elaborate a bit about how you came up with that name yeah uh, so swayatra is a sanskrit word and it uh swa means self or inner and yatra means journey so it's self journey or uh, inner journey and it's a sanskrit word and since my mom uh, is a sanskrit teacher and i'm really connected to my mother so uh, that's where it, it all uh, came from mm-hmm. do you think the name itself kind of invokes a certain kind of thought process which leads you into certain styles of art and essentially it's like a back and forth process between that name that you have chosen and the art that is getting created by that artist it is it is very much linked like the name and my work both both are uh, really connected because i talk about going within to find the find the to solve the mysteries of life and and traveling within and swayatra so is about uh, traveling within so they, it's perfectly linked when i look at your work there is like quite a bit of intricate detail that goes into it and mm-hmm. it almost has like multiple layers that go into that kind of artwork maybe let's talk yeah. about the process like how do you come up with these intricate designs and intricate patterns do you sketch them out first or do you um construct them in 3d first how does this process go that's actually a cool one so um actually uh, dream about them and uh, like most of my creations have the ideas have come come up in my brain around 5 am to 7 am oh wow uh, and yeah because I, I, my brain is really active early morning and while i'm sleeping if i have a if i have a deadline or if i have a mission to 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 finish i'll be i'll keep on like uh, thinking about it whole night in my dreams and in the morning these these visions come to me and i'll i'll be like okay cool this sounds uh, this this looks this this looks cool and i want to make it and then i'll start planning the whole thing in my head during that time in 2 3 hours mm-hmm. and then i'll just pop up in my in my studio and start making the drawings 
and now fuck for it this just start happening <laughs> that's why i'm so fast like people ask me like how much time do you take to make uh, all these installations i'll be like uh 15 to 20 days maybe and like that's really fast like yeah it, it is fast for me also even i'm surprised uh, with myself like sometimes but that's because i i i vision them in my dreams and then i plan them in my dreams and then when i reach studio mm-hmm. i'm just like making these drawings and and then cut them and there is a lot of planning i've been learning with each and every installation that i make because there's uh, there are some rules uh, with each materials that you have to follow uh, for example it's the material thickness that you have to consider you have to consider the the kind of material that you are that you are using so sometimes the the wood also has some moisture so the settings of the cutting you have to test them and then cut you have to see if uh, if that particular wood 1 mm thickness will work or 2 mm thickness will work so some settings you have to keep on trying and seeing what will work the best mm-hmm. but the whole idea doesn't change okay sometimes it change when 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 drastically something is not working but mostly uh, it's just like small details which i have to uh, change here and there and uh, it, it's all done <laughs> hmm, that's interesting especially because these kind of patterns we see quite a bit let's say done in houdini or something like that and mm-hmm. seeing that in 3d it has a certain level of intricacy and detail but the moment it's manifested in a physical format then you can experience it in a much deeper manner because you can essentially physically connect with that artwork at a deeper level um do you think just having those kind of li- life size laser printed cutouts of your patterns and the way people are interacting with that does that kind of motivate you mm-hmm. to create more in real life rather than in 3d it does it definitely does because the moment i feel it mm-hmm. the moment there's there's a vision in my brain which comes up and then it, it it goes on the computer and the drawings and then i plan i choose the materials and i play with the with the shades like okay i want to go from dark to light i want to experiment with like blue uh and with some other color the moment all the layers starts to come come up come all in together and you see the whole picture it's it's a it's a beautiful feeling altogether and then you present that to someone else to interact with and then and every time people interact with what i present to them mm-hmm. i'm always standing and 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 observing because for me the most important thing is i really want people as i said i want people to go closer to it and 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 look into the details and take something out of it which uh, which matters to me so it it's a beautiful feeling when people really go closer to the installations and they find these minute details and they are they are mesmerized and they're like wow how did you do that mm-hmm. and and so it, it it's yeah it's it's a special feeling for sure <laughs> do you ever ask them what their interpretations of these patterns are i uh, people have told me i i'm always uh, looking forward for feedback uh from from everyone uh people have told me that uh that it looks it looks like a, a dmt trip people have told me that it it it's 
so it's it's like the mothership from the hive stage modem which is which has been the biggest inspiration for me for for the longest time so my work is inspired from from modem hive stage uh, a lot i've learned so much from from extra dimensional space agency people and uh, designers richard mckenzie and beyond i'm still I, i still continue to learn from them so people come back to me and they say that you know it just looks like uh, that this looks like uh, a dmt trip or this looks like an lsd trip wow. and uh, it's very trippy <laughs> and stuff like this and uh yeah and a lot of people who are not familiar to all these uh, all these substances that we use uh, they they come back they come to me and they are like okay we saw this uh, and in buddhism we have seen this uh, mandala art which is really healing and uh, this last exhibition like few people gifted uh, these installations to their parents okay and that's actually the most beautiful part because i've been wanting to uh, to do this where i want uh, my installation to become a part of of each and every house uh, not only for the youth but but all the generations because it's it's for everyone so i just don't want uh, the youth to get attracted it's, it's i want uh, our uh, our parent generation to to look into it to uh, to admire it to learn something from it to, uh, to just just uh, be with it <laughs> interesting yeah i mean i have a couple of questions about this because yeah firstly like you were just mentioning you know having multiple generations experience this style of art it's a pretty interesting concept because patterns are universal it doesn't have any particular style attached to it intrinsically because yeah. pattern is there yeah. geometry is there everywhere so anybody can yeah. appreciate and connect with that and yeah. regarding the other people uh, you know conveying to you that they are feeling let's say psychedelic trips or the impression of psychedelic trips through your artwork have you personally had any of those psychedelic experiences which then later influenced the work that you do um i have yes but i've had uh, during the process when uh, i was creating already okay yeah well that's i mean uh, of course uh, it's all it's, i mean sacred geometry is a part of uh, it's a, it's a part of the whole psychedelic uh, experience so it is connected indeed and i've had experiences i've had very intense experiences uh, um which which always helps me to enhance and go more deeper or every time mm-hmm. so just kind of going a bit deeper into sacred geometry itself i see mm-hmm. this word being used quite often by a lot of artists and yeah i don't i'm not completely convinced that people really understand what sacred geometry is they kind of look at it at a very surface level where it's just a bunch of squares and circles intersecting with each mm-hmm. other and then just they just call it sacred geometry but as somebody who's much deeper into that world of sacred geometry how would you describe sacred geometry influences your work so for me uh, like of course there's a sacred form there's uh, i work with triangle and hexagon a lot mm-hmm. and they are the sacred uh, shapes with coming from the 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 maths of it the physics of it 
but for me sacred geometry is 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 the sacred patterns coming from within okay yeah i totally don't i don't go with the maths of uh, everything of course uh, uh, there is uh there is a lot of maths and physics involved in sacred geometry but for me uh the patterns itself which comes from within are also sacred itself okay so for me these uh yeah sacred geometry is not just those particular uh, shapes and forms that uh, the golden ratio and of course they are they they are but apart from them what is flowing from within is also sacred enough hmm interesting so that's almost like a metaphysical or a spiritual interpretation yeah, yeah. of art so to speak yeah 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 i cannot really i can uh, i think but i cannot really calculate the the frequency of the shapes going in my installations right i can mm-hmm. but i don't but coming from within i i know what uh, where they are what the space they are coming from and what they do to me and uh, for me they are sacred and people who connect with them i think uh, they they are on the same frequency as well yeah that's an interesting point i mean do you think people being in a certain wavelength is essential for them to be able to appreciate the kind of work that you are doing and similar artists are doing for sure yeah yeah for sure like for some people is just you know some uh, some some patterns and just some lines that i'm cutting and uh, maybe they just they they don't uh, they don't want to or they they're not observing what i'm trying to convey mm-hmm. and that comes from not being on the same wavelength or not vibrating uh, together okay <laughs> um, together with me actually <laughs> Well, these are like pretty interesting topics that I'm discussing for the first time on the podcast so it's quite interesting to go into these subjects um you were yeah, I mean uh, sorry no go for it go for it I mean in day to day life also I mean we are not friends with everyone right mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah we also have uh, best friends we have close friends we have family members whom we are close with so uh, even in day to day life we have we we, we we are close to people with whom we are we are comfortable with with whom we are uh, vibrating mm-hmm. uh, on the same level with whom we uh, we sit and talk about a lot of things we create with people uh, who are on the same uh, wavelength like with me i'm working like i've been working with edsa and seeing the whole flow of the whole team we are all on this on such a good wavelength that when we are all designing together it's, it's literally like the whole design chemistry is so beautiful that before even saying we know that where to fill in and what 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 is supposed to come in or what is supposed to be changed and you know the whole flow of uh, creation between uh, the team members so that's being on the same wavelength or vibrating on the same uh, uh frequency <laughs> so it it it's it's the same like people who are on the same page they will maybe get attracted and they'll appreciate uh the work and who are not they will i'm i'm sure they are uh, they are going on with some other kind of uh, art mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that's a that's a good way to put it. Definitely, even while collaborating with people, there needs to be a certain match of frequency to be able to really have a good working relationship and even go deeper into certain conversations to create interesting ideas. Maybe yeah. you could talk a bit more about this group EDSA. Are they based in India or like where are they from? What kind so, of work do they do? Yeah, EDSA Extra Dimensional Space Agency. Uh, they are based out of Europe. Okay. And uh, the two main designers is uh, Richard McKenzie and Beyond. And I uh, I met Richard in Goa three years back when I moved to Goa after quitting my job in Bombay. And he came over here to uh, design the stage for Hilltop. Mm-hmm. And we worked together. Uh, and as I said, we the, the whole workflow was really great between us. And he was designing the stage at Boom uh, Festival in 2018. And he invited me to work over there. And since then, I've been working with EDSA, which has been such a wonderful opportunity for me to learn and grow and go out and explore uh, so many different festivals and and live the dream live my dream which i was uh trying to uh to live since years <laughs> uh so yeah richard has been designing stages since years he's done boom festival he's done shankara uh he's done a lot of other festivals beyond is the designer is the grandfather <laughs> of uh, hive stage at modem which is the mothership uh, that we all know and uh, that's the biggest inspiration for me uh, till now. And yeah, it's a bunch of really, really nice people. The production team, Amira, she's a wonderful artist in the in the team. Tony, he's a wonderful artist itself. Uh, Luki, the, everyone from the team is wonderful. <laughs> that's amazing. Um, for me yeah. personally, I mean, having this conversation is quite interesting because... I've seen a lot of videos of these um, psychedelic festivals and these gatherings essentially where people are vibing at a different level basically and you always wonder like what goes into that kind of a thought process while creating those stages. So it's interesting to talk to somebody who is essentially part of that process of creating. It's actually a very, uh, for me, it's very sensitive to uh, to create an experience for people who are having a very intense experience on different substances mm-hmm. because uh, as a collective experience uh, it is supposed to be very strong right for some people it, it can be a good trip for some people it can be a bad trip for some people really intense so as you have to consider uh, you have to have a balance of everything to give to enhance that experience for everyone Mm -hmm. so it has to be really protected it has to be really sacred it has to be it has it has to be really visionary for for everyone so it's it's it's, for me it's a very sensitive uh, thing to to design or to be involved in and i feel it when when we and the whole process while we are making is so is so sensitive because there cannot be any any fuck up. Mm-hmm. There cannot be no fuck up in this whole uh, uh, process. So when we when we are working, we are super focused. 
and super dedicated and and when when the whole process gets over we also celebrate and seeing everyone after we finished when when the dance floor opens when everyone is, is is there celebrating you celebrating the whole team celebrating the whole festival celebrating life celebrating individual it's it's, it's out of the world experience like the, every opening of the festival i've worked that there are tears that comes out <laughs> because it's just like wow <laughs> what did you just do <laughs> oh that's amazing and like you were mentioning when that collective experience is happening for so many people at one shot it yeah really heightens the emotions almost for everyone who's there present at that moment exactly it's, it's so strong it's it's an out of the world experience because everyone is is on the same wavelength mm mm-hmm. and that's what we are trying to achieve right we are trying to be uh, we are trying to be one although it's all the same same but different but we all trying to be one <laughs> so that's one playground where everyone actually feels on the same uh, level mm-hmm. and everyone is 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 uh, dancing and smiling and and loving on the same uh, level i i wanted to go a bit deeper into the dreams interpretation that you were giving earlier um yeah. for somebody just listening to it it's such an abstract concept right essentially where you're deriving all these ideas from your dreams do you look at certain patterns before sleeping that essentially triggers your mind in that direction or is it just purely self recurring in your mind so i'm i'm actually looking at patterns whole day mm-hmm. uh there's hardly any day when i don't really look at patterns uh both uh graphically and uh my life so um, my brain is always floating in patterns like always if if you're if you're someone in my life i'll be like hmm this person did this and he did this also oh there's a pattern <laughs> <laughs> so i'm always looking into patterns uh dreams i'm a very dreamy person i dream every day and i always dream about things that are going on in my life or the missions that i have in my life and what's actually going on in my mind that in, in those days for so for example if i'm for uh, if i'm applying for visa i'll just dream about visas and going out and like getting rejected and stuff like this and if i'm having an exhibition i'll just dream about uh, what all i can do uh and just stuff related to 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 art show or if if it's it's a it's a serious situation i'll also dream about those intense situations so I'm, my brain is always dreaming when i'm sleeping it's it, I've, it's never been a day when i've not dreamt oh. and mostly morning is the time when when these these uh, dreams that i uh, see regarding my work that happens or if if something is going on that i'm looking forward to even those dreams happen in the morning and i'm also uh, when i was a kid i used to do a lot of uh, lucid dreaming not knowing that i was doing lucid dreaming it's weird <laughs> mm. so this involuntarily yeah. happening yeah when i was a kid there was this time when i didn't really want to uh, study and i had this whole uh, fairy tale life which was going on in my mind that i was 
go out and play and create and this and that so I used to sleep early telling my parents that okay I'm going to wake up at like 12 o'clock in the night and study because night is a good time to study <laughs> <laughs> so I used to sleep early and then create this whole entire world and uh and enter in that dream world and they have a lot of fun over there <laughs> and i didn't know it's, it's all about uh, lucid dreaming and yeah since then i've been i have this habit of you know just going to sleep and creating this uh this whole world and and i think it's it's it, it works because you you're actually telling your brain it's going to happen you know whatever you are you're thinking or you're, what you're planning or your missions are it's going to happen because you you just you just thinking about that all the time mm-hmm. oh that's a fascinating journey to where you've gotten with your art style and art perspective essentially um so i was just curious when you're going into almost like a ethereal state of mind where these ideas is just generating inside your mind how mm-hmm. easy or hard is it to translate it onto the physical form actually do you maybe sketch it out as soon as you wake up or do you just have it in your brain after so many years of repetition at this point how does it how does that process go so when i am uh, when i'm creating something new like for example in my uh, in my uh, last exhibition i made something which was more 3d mm-hmm. i did sketch uh, i sketched the the structural part of it where uh, where it was it was uh, coming out like five in five levels so I, i did sketch out the structural part of it where the joineries would come where all i need to consider all the all the thicknesses and everything and i write it down as well and the important factors that i need to consider while designing and before cutting so i i do sketch i but i don't sketch the the design part of it i that just flows uh but i do sketch the structural part of it okay so basically you're designing the scaffolding on which your designs would eventually sit yeah yeah okay so in terms of the construction time for that first let's actually talk about how big are these installations to begin with so i have a size range of uh, this the smallest installation right now is uh, is is around 400 mm okay and the biggest one right now is 1200 mm by 1200 mm or 1200 mm diameter you can say hmm. yeah because that's the machine we have so that's my uh, limitation right now but that's not a limitation actually but i like it to be in one piece so that's a limitation in my brain okay <laughs> so technically you could break the design up into multiple pieces yeah, and then yeah. join them together okay yeah yeah definitely yeah so because i don't know much about you know this side of the art industry and the process of creation maybe you could you could take us through the process of a design do there are there like clients that approach you or are you through these music festivals you basically have a certain direction that you're trying to get to and you just start developing these ideas 
So as there are two parts of uh, the work that I'm doing. One is uh, the event decoration, okay, uh, which comes through the company that I'm working with, which is Hybrid UV and Goa. They are well established uh, decor and event company in India, based out of Goa, and they have been doing amazing stuff since years and collaborating with amazing artists since years and giving platforms to artists. Uh, from outside india and within india to come and collaborate and create uh, stages and decor for amazing festivals so from the decor side of uh, of of uh, my work uh, i work with hybrid tv and whatever work comes i work for them and also extra dimension space agency when i go to europe during summer mm-hmm. so uh, that and uh, the installation and the laser cut uh part of it uh i have i've been strategizing a bit i'm still in in the process of uh, of understanding the the market uh myself because i'm also new to it and i have opened uh, an etsy shop where all my work is uh, is up for sale but i'm also planning to open another one on shopify mm-hmm. and uh now i'm considering to to get in touch with the architects where uh, where i can pitch in my installations and woodwork and if if they are doing for example a hotel uh i can pitch in uh for example with the mirrors i did you know so they can maybe pitch in to the client that we can have these these many mirrors in these rooms so that's where i'm planning to head like trying to head where i can get in touch with with architects and interior designers who are who are who who their work also vibes with my style and not like completely out of uh, the the design and uh, form so, so that's the next step and i'm trying to get in touch with the with the home decor uh, shops around the city and other cities goa and other cities do more exhibitions mm-hmm. that's uh, one of my main goals because when people see these installations that's a different uh, level of marketing altogether absolutely so i think uh, i really want to do more and more exhibitions around the world i would say and experience let people experience this let people see see it because uh, it's difficult to choose uh, woodwork when you see it online like if i was a customer if i if i'm buying something online something like this even i would want to see it so understanding that part of the whole uh, whole process i would want to do more and more exhibitions or uh, spread out my installations around the shops uh where people can come and see it and then decide if they want to if they want that in their house or not <laughs> that's amazing or any space actually I, i like the way that you're broadening the scope of how your art can be visualized and experienced there's like a etsy shop so i'm guessing that's like printed on products or just regular prints and then of course these installations with architects and interior designers where it can be really blown up it can be blown up to a larger scale and people can yeah, experience yeah. it at a macro level as well yeah um does the process of creation change when you look at different scales of these artworks 
like in terms of detail, in terms of planning that goes into it? How how would you approach that? It does. It definitely does. For example, if uh, now if there is, for example, an architect comes and uh, he or she tells you that okay, there is a client they want woodwork. and they they have this wall or there's a space where we can create a, a some kind of a jali work or there's there's a wall which is the entrance uh, wall and they want something like this that's where the reference is come in okay they give you a reference and they're like okay hey, something like this can be created that's where i'm struggling uh to get to get in or to just you know because i've done uh, i've i've worked as a retail i know where i have uh, worked for clients for and that did not satisfy me and uh, that's what i'm struggling now because if i do the same where i'm compromising on my own style that i've developed uh, through years mm-hmm. and then i again want to go back to where uh, you know people give me a, a reference image and say that okay this is what we want or something like this or don't be too uh, too psychedelic or something like this mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's where I, i i don't feel right doing it because that's what i quit and came over here and if i do it again then what's the point of quitting that's the question i ask myself each and every time i get an opportunity like this i mean there is i i also i understand and think about like you know money aspect of it mm-hmm. but uh that has been not my uh, deciding factor ever in my life because otherwise i would have never quit my job so um, i'm kind of stubborn now <laughs> i guess this approach um let's say can be harder sometimes in the sense that you may have to decline certain clients because they may not align with your vision but it is you are yeah. able to i guess stay true to what your artistic voice or artistic vision is over the years I mean there's I do lose clients I have lost clients mm-hmm. and I have uh financially also suffered because of that but in the end at least I, I mean as I said I always ask myself like if I continue to do this like what's the point of me quitting my previous job you know and if I cannot answer right to myself mm-hmm. there's no point <laughs> I cannot lie to myself end of the day That's true Although yeah artists tend to do that quite often I try not to <laughs> Yeah I mean just it, it's a it's a weird feel that way right because the work that you create is so personal to you but at the same time there is always somebody else who is directing the vision and paying the money in most cases unless you're yeah. basically funding the whole thing yourself so finding yeah. that yeah. balance is Yeah it's true yeah like that's what i'm uh, trying to find the balance mm. in this and hopefully one day <laughs> i will <laughs> awesome. yeah so there were some questions i had written down while we were having the conversation so far so the first thing was when we were talking about the music festivals and the experiences over there looking at these large scale installations just mm-hmm. being in that psychedelic culture to begin with how hard is it to get carried away just going so deep into the psychedelic realm that you almost start neglecting the physical artwork that is being created there and just essentially lose touch with what you're creating and just be in that psychedelic state of mind 
No, so while um, while we are uh, doing the production or while we are in the creative process of making these experiences, mm-hmm. uh, we are not in a psych. I mean, we are always in a psychedelic uh, uh, a phase in our in our mind, but okay. not really uh, uh, intaking any uh, substances. Right, right, right. Okay. <laughs> it's a it's quite a dedicated team because we have a deadline. We we as I said, there cannot be no fuck up. Hmm. Uh, so it's it's uh, it's a big responsibility in each and every one's hand to create these experiences. So everyone is very dedicated, very very serious about the work mm-hmm. that there i've even i've never seen such dedication towards uh, anything actually like they're waking up on time we're working and it's, it's it's like the work has got passion each and every, even if you're putting a screw it's it's it's, it's in place <laughs> so it's a quite a dedicated work and the celebration part of it is it's totally different but the whole process of creation it it requires a lot of focus it requires a lot of balance within yourself it requires a lot of uh, discipline mm-hmm. that discipline i think is the is the key to uh, to everything to you know, to creating anything or or becoming anything yeah i love the fact that you said discipline is the key to getting these kind of yeah, results yeah for sure for sure like my me I, i myself try to be as disciplined as i can have a have a routine that i follow every day i take breaks over the weekends or like midweek when i when i think okay now is the time that i that the flow is not happening so my brain and body is saying okay take a break so it means take a break mm-hmm. but otherwise i have quite a strict routine to myself and uh, i try to be disciplined because otherwise i mean <laughs> come on <laughs> we can flow wherever we want to flow <laughs> yeah that's true and part of the yeah. reason why i was asking this question was because the kind of work that you or the entire collective of artists are doing there's no mm-hmm. let's say straight clear cut path how you become a uh, installation artist for these psychedelic festivals so from a outside perspective for a students let's say who wants to do these kind of installations they mm-hmm. may be having a very different interpretation or impression of how this kind of work is getting created so you saying that discipline is the most important factor is very very good for people to listen to and understand because at the end of yes, the day for sure. without that the the work just won't get done yeah exactly i mean it's it, it yeah it is as good as working in a very high profile design studio because these are high profile design studios as well like there there are so many visionary minds working together mhm it's it's insane because each and every one is is a is is an is a character itself <laughs> we've got its own uh, working working style and workflow so you have to you know you have to understand each other's flow and melt with it and work with each other it's, it's a beautiful process where you do not uh, where you do not disrespect each other's flow and work with everyone 
So you mentioned the word visionary a couple of times over this conversation. How how would you describe yeah. visionary art or a visionary thought process? It's uh, it's your brain. It's how your uh, what goes in your brain is is uh, visionary to uh, to me. So do you think anybody could have that kind of a thought process, or certain people are more in, more inclined towards that kind of a visionary, artistic style or creative voice? I think I think. Uh, anyone can and can can be a visionary by visionary artist it doesn't mean that you have to paint or create with with installation or whatever a, a, a mathematician can be visionary a, a physician can be a visionary a, a a doctor can be visionary so anyone can be a visionary interesting yeah this these are pretty fascinating subjects because it's almost so abstract right what is visionary to some people can be completely mundane and pointless to somebody else visionary itself i think it's your uh, sorry yeah it's a very subjective uh, thing and how you bring out your vision is is it's your style mm-hmm. that makes uh, that that's who you are so it can be in any form shape uh, field anything can be anything how long has it been since you got into this style of work how many years have you been doing this for so uh these installations i started doing four years back okay. when i did my first exhibition at vayu uh, and decor also uh, four and a half years uh, that's when i actually quit my job yeah four years back so it's been four years <laughs> nice so for somebody who's trying to get into this art culture how would they actually go about getting into that are there any particular designers that they need to interact with or event organizers that they need to know to get these opportunities how does one break into the market basically so i can tell you my process what i uh, used to do mm-hmm. and uh, i literally went on google and i said decor companies to egg music festivals and there are a couple of websites that gives you a list of uh, the decor companies doing uh, if there is a particular style of music that you're looking for that you want to work for mm-hmm. then you can just uh, go online and just ask google and what that's what i did and i got a list of uh, the companies and i i got their names i went on their uh, social media pages and i messaged a lot of them The first one was who really inspired me is Heathy Anderson. He's an amazing artist. He paints with hands, and oh my god, each and every time I look at his work, it's breathtaking. And I got in touch with him, and I told him I really want to learn. And he also uh, he he accepted my uh, my request. And but that time I was not financially uh, strong to you know sponsor myself to go to Europe and. uh to learn from him mm-hmm. so that didn't happen but uh, hopefully we are we are in the talking hopefully i will <laughs> i will work for him as well so let's see <laughs> that's cool but yeah that that was my process of uh, just like you know going uh, going on on google and just like researching and and writing to them telling showing them your work 
and maybe if you, if you don't have experience you can always ask them for volunteering to be an intern to learn from them and yeah i did the same i asked for internship i asked to volunteer and uh, that's how i also started uh, if someone who has got experience they can always just pitch in to work with them directly showing their work but if mm-hmm. you if you don't have experience and you you have that passion of working for these experiences you can just like ask for volunteering there's always uh, people invited so it's just about basically taking the initiative and reaching out to people mm-hmm. yes i i i really was uh, i was just messaging everyone i like to uh, work with <laughs> i went every month every in every 10 days i was like hey hey can i work with you please <laughs> i guess especially the okay. universal nature of this style of work where people from so many different countries are contributing to these um, large gatherings and music festivals that also essentially teaches you so much about different cultures and I wonder how that has influenced your work over the years. It has uh it has influenced me in in terms of uh, the whole uh work process the working process like for example um I, I was talking about the discipline of uh, the whole uh the whole working uh, process. I've learned that from uh, from EDSA a lot. so yeah so it's working with with everyone and seeing everyone working differently and then you seeing what you what works the best for you and what works and what where you want to uh, work so you you try and merge your style of working with their style whom you want to work and learn from them and look learn together and yeah it's it's learning from each other when it's working with so many people from different styles and countries and languages and different style of work yeah it's an exchange of uh, of working culture and each other's thought process that's cool i really like that aspect of the industry quite a bit even i mean within the concept art and entertainment design industry it's quite a global thing so you always get to learn so much from different people it's quite fun yeah 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 it's it's quite a fun so in terms of genres of music so to speak what all kind of festivals of music do you contribute to um till now i have worked for uh, for psychedelic music festivals and in india i've i've also worked with hybrid ue on sula festival stage mm-hmm. so that was in psychedelic music <laughs> so that and, that's more of the uh, traditional edm style of music then yes it is it was more of techno but yeah okay <laughs> yeah but i think techno and uh, psychedelic these two are uh, the ones i have worked for but i would have also worked a painted a mural with the uh, yu's uh, um artist uh, collaboration that happened a couple of years back i think 5 years back okay uh, yeah uh, four of us that painted the mural outside the school uh, at 
magnetic field festival so that was also not uh, techno and psychedelic <laughs> <laughs> that's cool so for somebody who is um let's say really new in the industry and the reason i'm trying to focus in a bit more about that is because it's such an abstract field and there's almost like the subjective nature whether the pattern looks good or doesn't look what are the key skills that they really need to have are there any particular softwares that they need to know to do this kind of work or is it purely sketching ability or is it just the idea that is needed how does one approach that so idea is needed for sure and uh, when it comes to software uh, i think uh, if you want to convert your uh, your ideas into something physical i think measurement is uh, is the most important thing that you want to consider so uh, autocad or rhino or any software that can can that can uh, do the measurements for mm-hmm. example photoshop doesn't work for such uh, for such designs because it doesn't give you an idea of uh, of measurements so that's where the whole problem comes in when it's done in photoshop but uh, i use rhino okay uh, for all my designs because it, it it calculates in mm and that's where we want to get in and also when you work with wood each and every wood thickness and wood quality and the wood you're working with has got its own um uh, uh qualities that you want that you need to learn so uh yeah so if you want to get into like wooden installations it's good to have a, a, a little knowledge mm-hmm. about wood but also it's not necessary because while you work you learn each and every word is different so it's not a compulsory requirement you can just um learn with the whole process as uh, i do and i think each and every word artist is learning is what i think <laughs> uh, yeah of course, but I mean, I, it's like a ongoing yeah. process all the time for sure yeah yeah but yeah uh, i work with rhino autocad is cool cinema 4d school any any uh, 3d software or 2d uh, software drawing software where you can me- do make the measurements right i think it's fine okay so after the festivals are done for example do, do the installations get handed over to the organizers or are they auctioned off or sold off how does that work so it's different with the uh, different festivals for example uh, uh for boom festival they have been reusing okay. the decor and with hive uh, the stage is permanent over there so it's a permanent installation that that uh, improves and we add on to it each and every year it it grows so oh, it's wow. an on growing installation that happens so there's no wastage of uh, of of anything that you would just it's, it's not a one time uh, decor thing that that's uh, that's done that's and most concept. of the festivals that yeah yeah it's it's, uh, it's amazing and most of the festivals they reuse their uh, their decor no one wants to throw that so much material and time and energy put into anywhere mm-hmm. so even we as hybrid uv we reuse most of the the decor we have been using decor since like couple of years now Okay. Every time we do the decor, we take it out, we pack them nicely, and we can rearrange it and use it in different ways for different uh, 
requirements or at the same site also so yeah like most of the festivals they they want to reuse it for sure because there's a lot of uh, lot of energy and time and hard work that goes in creating something so it's almost like finding new patterns in existing designs each time you utilize mm-hmm. those ideas yeah yeah it's, and it's quite cool because it gives you the possibilities of using reusing the same thing again and again and how many creative things uh, creative forms and things you can use them so the festival that you were mentioning where each year the installations are getting added upon where is that stage set up i mean is it in india or is it that uh, no that's a modern festival uh, hive stage in croatia okay and uh, yeah that's the mothership uh, i was mentioning which has inspired me uh, a lot so it's an it's an ongoing art project uh, and every year it grows and it evolves with something new with some new idea and uh, and engineering parts in it is just evolving every year it's evolving has the entire covid situation affected this industry and i'm i'm sure it has affected but like how have you dealt with it it has it has uh, badly affected the event industry and uh, hardly anyone talks about it so i'm glad you do you uh, you you pointed out on this uh, this this topic because uh, as we all know that the government has no nothing for the event industry Mm-hmm. all the festivals and all the uh, events have got cancelled and for a company which is uh, which is which who earns out of these events there's there's uh, there's hardly uh, anything left right now but uh, people have been finding different ways people have been uh, evolving in different ways uh, people are finding or uh, trying to do something what they already have to turn something what they have already into something mm-hmm. else that can be uh, used not in events but somewhere else um some uh, some festivals continue to work because it will get back eventually we are hoping if not this year next year so they are just not stopping they have found different ways to uh, work around it some people have uh, found different uh, jobs altogether so it's been really bad for the event industry including the music artists and uh, the decor people mm-hmm. but everyone is standing really strong and uh, it's 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 insane to see everyone still smiling and you know have a hope and it will happen again it will definitely happen again like come on <laughs> yes yeah, definitely inevitable that at some point it will revive once again it Because, will definitely I mean, and we all are working towards that like yeah. we are not really focusing on the focusing on the bigger picture which is brighter and it will it will it when when it will happen it will happen with a bang <laughs> so we are focusing on that <laughs> yeah that's true i mean if you really think about it people gathering together for music is probably one of the oldest human experiences to begin with so there's no way it'll ever disappear it'll just evolve into different forms as time progresses yes yes 
Yes, for sure. Like celebration is something humans will uh, always do. Mm-hmm. We've got a lot of reasons to celebrate and uh, we will celebrate. <laughs> and think... this time the celebration will be bigger. <laughs> yeah. That's something that I always like about these music festivals that they are, whenever you look at, you know, those videos or the compilations of the festivals, it's always like people happy, people hugging each other, dancing. It's like a lot of mm-hmm. positive emotion and positive vibe. So, yeah, I mean, we can only hope that it kind of comes back once the whole COVID situation eases up or settles down. Yes, definitely it will happen. Is there any possibility of people doing these festivals online? Do you think the same kind of energy can be created that way? Um, same kind of energy. Um, that's a little difficult for sure because uh, but there there were some virtual festivals that happened mm-hmm. uh, it of course it cannot create the same same level of energy that it does when you're uh, with everyone but it was still a good initiative of of giving people good music and a virtual experience sitting at home, experiencing some, something different rather than just, you know, just looking at uh, sad news or uh, or just just working from home. So it was giving people something, something different. So for sure, uh, it happened, not on the same level, of mm-hmm. course, but still it was, it was quite nice to see the virtual reality coming in and creating these uh, experiences. And still providing people uh, those moments. Mm-hmm. That kind of leads me into the next topic that I wanted to discuss. Over the last couple of months, the NFT scene has really blown up globally. And <laughs> I know you recently yeah. got into that as well. How has your experience been in the NFT space? Uh, that's interesting. <laughs> so actually, uh, uh, start, I came to know about this through a couple of my friends who... Uh, who want who want to do this whole collective uh, uh, artist uh, group kind of a thing where they want to work with a couple of artists and approach these platforms as a collective. Mm-hmm. And uh, they approached me, so I joined uh, their group. And as a collective also, they, they approached to these platforms. And as individual also, we all applied to these platforms where all... I got in, in Rarible first and then uh, I applied to Maker's Place and Super Rare, all these big names, but mm-hmm. I've still not gotten in okay. any of them. But uh, And then uh, I'm not a kind of a person who, you know, you can sit on, uh, don't want to say this, but yeah, sit on Twitter whole day <laughs> <laughs> and just like scroll, scroll, scroll because I work in the workshop most of the time. Yeah. And... Uh, so that's where I think I I took my steps back because it it, it just it was just like what what am I doing and uh, it didn't I don't know it, it wasn't my time I would say so I stepped back okay. and then recently um, there's a new platform coming up Blindbox mm-hmm. and the CEO of the company Anita who is a killer like killer lady she's uh, so inspiring she got in touch with me and she explained the whole concept to me of blind box which is quite cool and 
she asked me if I want to be a part of it and initially I wasn't sure because I stepped uh, back from the whole NFT scene but then you know lately I was like okay cool uh monsoon is coming <laughs> uh why not try again mm-hmm. uh because no work also so i have time now to uh, sit on my computer okay <laughs> so uh, i contacted her and we we had a call and she's so she's so amazing and we vibed a lot and she explained me everything and we worked together and uh it's launching soon so they did a mainnet beta launch recently where all they uh they launched the the mystery boxes with the selective uh, collectors and curators and creators and i sold out oh, wow. that's amazing <laughs> yeah so that was also a push to me like you know just like do you can do it you can do it so uh, i'm really thankful to them the the team is working really hard day and night and i really look forward to uh, to blind box i also like the fact that they are not based on uh, ethereum okay. because the gas fee is not uh, that much what so what, what is on the other is it based on it's on bnb it's based on BN, bnb and they also have their own token or coin i, I don't know the the terms how they how they call it but they have their own token or coin how they, however the term is uh, mm-hmm. bless so in return you either get uh, bless or you can you can uh, get paid in uh, usd so um that's also a pretty cool uh, thing because a gas fee is something which is really uh, high these days and for me who is not earned much uh, gas fee is really important because i don't want to lose money mm-hmm. right because i meant something and i'm not famous of course so <laughs> i don't know when will i sell <laughs> <laughs> find that one collector one morning that one lucky day is i don't know when will it happen so i definitely don't want to lose money and yet i want to uh, i want to be on the platform because it's such an amazing concept of uh, giving all the artists a new way of uh, of spreading their work and get advantage out of it so definitely all the artists want to uh, get on it and everyone should get on it who have been working since years it's a it's a great platform but i think i would uh, i don't know i'm still finding my own way to uh, play within and uh, seeing slowly slowly where i go with it <laughs> yeah it's it's like a interesting situation where you really need to promote your work or the general awareness of your work needs to be there and only then collectors will essentially start coming to know about this so and so artist who are selling nfts and without doing that which is purely on twitter it's very hard or next exactly. to impossible to sell anything and in your case like you were mentioning you're in the workshop most of the day so that becomes even harder to Yeah. spend a lot of time on Twitter. I mean all the other wo- platforms also work on the same uh, same theory that you know you you have to you have to be there you have to showcase your work you have mm-hmm. to be you have to present your work in in order to get a collector physical or not physical so mm-hmm. it's, it's the same game different level i think it's the same same but different <laughs> yeah that's that's interesting 
So for somebody who hasn't, who isn't too familiar with the NFT concept and blind boxes in specific, can you just mm-hmm. describe that a bit more? Like, how does that concept go for blind boxes? Uh, so for NFT, I don't think I'm the right person to give any advice as I'm struggling myself. But for uh, blind boxes, uh, it's uh, so blind box is a platform where uh, you create a collection, or you are an artist uh, within the platform, and there are curators. You can be a curator as well, or you can have a curator, uh, or you can apply as a curator as well. so there are curators who who picks a collection uh, it can be a theme based it can be an artist based or it can be a collection of uh, uh, works works from artists and they make a collection they make a box a mystery box in which they put all the nfts it can be physical art as well uh, and digital art so it can be it can be a collection of 3 to to 10 or more i think a uh, a uh, collection of art pieces within a box the box is not visible you don't know what's inside the box but you know the theme and you know uh who maybe who all artists are in there and that's that that's like creating a mystery for the collector and then you you uh, mint it or you publish it on blind boxes and then the collectors come and all these uh, boxes are presented uh, are open to them and then they collect uh, depending upon what the theme is or the the group of collection or uh, group of artists is or a collection of uh, one artist by one artist or you can it can be uh, uh by who created it or who who curated it it can depend on that as well like you you like how one one uh, person curate boxes so you go according to the curator also not just the artist but uh, so it works from that side as well and then you unbox uh, the boxes and the magic happens <laughs> mm, that's pretty cool yeah the the point about who curates it is also pretty interesting because the curator has their own taste and sensibilities so the way they pick yeah. certain themes or certain artworks can definitely influence the mystery box at the end yeah and blind box is always uh, obviously help uh, that's where they come in where they help you find your uh, collector mm-hmm. so in a in a situation like this does the platform mint the artwork for the entire set of artists or do you still have to mint it and pay the gas fees as an artist yourself you have to pay a gas fee for mm-hmm. sure but uh, since it's in bnb the gas fee is very minimal okay yeah so do you plan i mean do you have any more drops that are planned for the future or i do have another collection coming next week actually with the uh, blind box oh wow okay good luck for that then yeah yes i have some uh, some surprises in the box <laughs> interesting i think um then this episode will come out after your mystery box or the blind box is already launched so yeah, yeah i, I think so that. yeah <laughs> thank you so in i wanted to know i mean this is something that i touch upon quite a bit with other artists that i talk to as well how do you see your art essentially evolve over the next 10 to 15 years um 10 to 15 years wow will i be alive 
um sorry that is bad joke um i think i want to experiment with more materials mm-hmm. so i see myself uh, i really want to go uh, with metal next and yeah i have like a range of a uh, lot of materials and then mixing them and making something 3d printing is uh, one thing where i really want to get into mm-hmm. but i'm looking for, uh, for 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 a metal 3d printer if that exists or if, uh, which will come in future okay because that's uh, that will be a game changer for sure so uh, so material wise i think uh i want to evolve i want to experiment with a lot of materials and mix them and keep on creating uh more and more however my brain wants to uh, function <laughs> that's interesting yeah that's the material will definitely change the way the work feels especially i mean metal will have its own reflectivity it will feel cooler to the touch or warmer to the touch based on the time of the day just the way yeah you, this yeah yeah the strength also and mm-hmm. it opens up the whole uh, area of outdoor installations when it comes to metal because right now i cannot really do outdoor installations because of wood mm-hmm. and especially in goa because monsoon and humidity is uh, is a lot over here so when once you get into metal that opens up another area for you to work on and the artwork or the installation itself will age over time as it starts rusting if it's just left in the yeah. open. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that'll yeah. be an interesting yeah, each, thing. Yeah, for sure. Like each and every product has own has its own uh, lifespan. Mm-hmm. Like everything. So each art has also its own uh, lifespan, I think. Awesome. Oh, so this has been a pretty interesting conversation. A lot of uh, new industries that I'm not really too aware of. So just getting to learn about these experiences is quite fascinating. Is there yeah. is there anything you want to end the conversation with in terms of people who are interested in getting into this style of installation and artwork how would they approach at a high level like generating these ideas because you mentioned that these ideas just come to you in your dreams but what if somebody isn't able to dream of these ideas how do they go about it? i think then uh, developing the skill mm-hmm. one keep on practicing keep on trying keep on keep on uh, observing other people's work get inspired uh, bring in your own style keep just like keep on doing just don't get tired or just don't uh, give up i would say like that's the last thing you you would want to do if you want to reach somewhere have a mission and keep on keep on just like walking towards it day and night <laughs> that's great yeah that's a good way to end the conversation don't give up keep pushing towards uh, never give up yeah <laughs> yes wow well thank you so much for the conversation this was pretty insightful and interesting in terms of the topics that we covered and touched upon so yeah, it was quite fun thank you for having me I, this was my first one so <laughs> i don't know <laughs> how it went and uh, but it it was nice to talk to you for sure and i hope uh, people get something out of it oh i'm sure i mean there are so many interesting <laughs> parts of this conversation just the topics that have been touched upon i think there's quite a lot of things that people can think about and 
taken to their personal artwork that whatever style they may be working on so yeah I yeah it was great yeah awesome then uh well have a good night ahead and good luck for the work that's coming up and yeah let's you too yeah